Welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Thursday. January 26th. And joining me, as always, is Dr. Orfe Divangi, PhD economist, and apparently the co-host of a top 100 Apple podcast in the news and commentary segment. <laughs> Look at you go. How'd you do that? Oh, man, I got a great team. Well, congratulations. I think it's terrific. In the news today, the GDP report for Q4 came out and it rose 2.9%. There are still concerns that a recession is waiting for us. And as you just cautioned me moments ago, watch what you wish for. I'm not wishing for it. I mean, I'm I'm concerned about it. I'm I'm not sure what I would do about it. It's not like preparing for a tornado necessarily or like a you know, some kind of natural disaster, but recessions are they're a little scary. I guess I want to be ready in whatever way I can. But is that talk premature? What do you make of the GDP report? Let's get your thoughts. I mean, the first thing is, congratulations, America. The U.S. consumer is resilient. Think about what Americans are going through right now, right? The highest inflation in 40 years, uh, jumbo rate hikes by the Fed to try to quell inf- inflation, and and the U.S. consumer is still standing. I mean, you know, personal consumption expenditures and uh, it grew, grew by 2.8% in 2022. By the way, 2022 was a tough year. You know, inflation... At a very, very high level. I mean, we reached 9% year over year inflation midway through the year. Okay. That was just crazy. We're back down to about 6.4%, but still prices are rising rapidly and they're still rising too rapidly and prices are very high, the highest they've ever been. And so we are in a position where, you know, households are having to really, really squeeze their, you know, and try to fit everything into their budgets. Credit card debt has increased by roughly 16, 17% in 2022. People are just trying to get by. And you see that they're still holding up the U.S. economy. Consumers, U.S. consumers are absolutely resilient. It's it's unbelievable. You know, then you look at private domestic investment increased by 3.8%. But by the way, all of those are down compared to 2021, right? So, and that's normal because again, we had inflation, interest rates hikes, and a bunch of stuff going on abroad as well, right? With the war in Ukraine. I, I, I mean, it's been a challenging year, but at the end of it, I mean, real GDP grew by 2.1% in 2022. Uh, slightly above its long run average growth rate. I mean, it, this is an economy that's that's doing well. That's doing well considering everything that that we we've endured. We've talked about you know in particular like kind of winding the clock back and looking at the at stimulus and how much stimulus we you know we infused in into the market 2020 2021. You and I have concluded, and I don't want to simplify it for the sake of summary, but we've concluded that frankly there was too much money put in overinvested in the stimulation or the attempted stimulation of our economy. Are we seeing that now? I think we're paying for it, right? We're paying the inflation tax. We're paying for the stimulus that we got during the COVID pandemic, right? And, and I'm not just talking about the fiscal stimulus. I'm also talking about the monetary stimulus. Oh, yeah, yes. We, yes. we, we had to pay for it, right? There's no free lunch. We, we're paying for it with the inflation tax. 
right? And, 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 and you know, the Fed is trying to bring things back in line with uh, with supply, right? So demand has to come down and supply has to expand and, and you know, and it, the two have to come back together. And so that's what we're seeing. I think the biggest drag on the U.S. economy remains residential investment. Residential investment accounts for housing starts, right? New construction, improvements to housing units, brokers commission on the sale of residential property and residential equipment. And that was down 10.7% over the year in, in 2022. That is still the biggest drag on the U.S. economy. Now, of course, you know, the, the kind of the scary part in this whole report is that residential fixed investment tends to predict declines or con- a contraction in, in the U.S. economy. So that's the scary part. The leading indicators are showing that the U.S. economy is weakening rapidly and could continue to weaken well into 2023. You know, we've talked on the podcast about the conference board leading economic index. We talked about the flash PMI reports. We, we're seeing all these leading in- indicators, a signal that uh, we could be headed into a contraction in 2023. We've talked about the inverted yield curve, another signal that the U.S. economy could be contracting rapidly. And so so all of these signals are pointing to a, a, a contracting economy in 2023 and potentially, right, potentially a recession. So that, that that's the fear right now. We've done well. We survived. We so, somewhat, we've we've managed to rise to the challenge in 2022. But will the economy continue to stand and get past this period, this tightening cycle, without a recession? Is the big question, and I think we're going to have to keep watching this. Remember, GDP is a lagging. You know, we're looking at what happened in Q4. There might even be a revision to this report. And so I think all of the signals are showing a weakening U.S. economy, and we have to keep watching this. Time for one last question. Federal Reserve is going to meet the 31st of, of January and, the, and the, the 1st of February. What do you expect? I think I expect a small rate hike. I think the Fed will continue to raise interest rates until it gets to what it believes should be the terminal rate. I think it's going to be around five or five and a quarter percent. But yeah, I think they, they are paying attention to everything else. I think they're paying more attention to the leading indicators than to numbers like the GDP in the in, in this in the last quarter. And so I, I think they're going to be more paying attention closely to the labor market, to the to the inflation picture. They're going to be paying very closely to earnings growth that needs to come down. Uh, and, and of course, that's only going to come down if we get an increase in labor supply or big decrease in labor demand. A lot of people think the unemployment rate has to go up uh, in order for wage growth to slow. That could be right, but it could come from a decrease in hiring, right? We see the duration of unemployment has already somewhat increased. It takes longer for people who have been uh, laid off recently to find a new job. And so wage growth is going to have to come down somewhat. Prices will have to come down uh, substantially uh, for the Fed to really, really stop, you know, hit the brakes on their tightening cycle. For Orfe Divangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. dot